zoom recording. Okay, we'll go there. I'll go to Facebook. Go live. Yeah, I mean, just take your time and see how many get hooked up and come on. And after we get a few, we can get started. Mm, how? Okay, yeah, we'll wait a few more minutes. We're screaming live, so. That's my boy. Oh, and what she say? Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, there you go. Yeah, the probate, yeah. Yeah, the probate hearing, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. There you go. And let them know, yeah, they might give you all of the turning over to going down. So, yeah. It's started. There you go. Don't listen to all that other BS network.
Yeah, yeah, we'll deal with that when that time comes. It takes about a year, so I've got a lot of time. Okay, my boy, you hang in there now. Pray hard now. Okay, do shot cat. Oh. oh ha. I think we'll get started here. It looks like we have uh, about nine individuals checking us out live on Facebook. Uh, so with that, I think we'll get started. Hamatakripi, Yushkiyawanchiyankampi, Chantewashtea, Yuhana, Pechu, Zapido, Elijah Hopkins, Amakyapi. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Elijah Hopkins. I'm the Vice President for Student Services, and welcome. And uh, thank you for joining us here at our initial launch of the, the Buffalo Chaser podcast series. I'm joined uh, by my, my uncle, uh, Mr. Tommy Christian, Wamnishagechap. Uh, um, and so with this, this initial launch of our podcast, it's, you know, it's a brand new concept, a brand new idea. Uh, it's something that we're going to be doing uh, weekly at a minimum, you know, and you know, it's conversations with uh, Uncle Tommy here. We were trying to identify a, a good time during the week. Um, so moving forward, we will post uh, the times, uh, when it's going to be, where it's going to be. But for now, we utilize Zoom and, and put it on Facebook Live. And part of this um, this podcast series is not only to uh, inform the public, on, I guess, on the happenings of Fort Peck Community College student life, but it's also a venue, an outlet for us to have a, a, a campfire side type of conversation and discuss um, different cultural things and how it applies to higher education, how it applies to being a Buffalo chaser. And so uh, sometimes we'll have a topic uh, that we'll have uh, once a week. And so any uh, questions, comments that you have, feel free to share them in the comment section on uh, the Facebook page. Um, you can email myself um, and we will definitely try and um, uh, speak to those issues, whatever they might be. Um, this particular week, you know, we, in lieu of the, the pandemic, it's getting pretty, pretty close to home. And so one of those things that we're going to talk about is um, how we use our cultural resiliency to address um, some of these issues that we're having, the, the sicknesses in the community, some of the deaths that have befallen some of our relatives in the community. And so I feel really honored and lucky to have Dekshi Tommy here to um, kind of help navigate this thing from a cultural perspective. He has a lot to share. He's kind of renowned, you know, throughout Indian country as being a Yapaha. Um, he's, you know, spent years um, as a, one of our, our cultural leaders with sweat lodges and understanding those things and, and sharing that information freely. And so this platform uh, is really the, the perfect avenue at this moment to, to get the message out, to, to be inclusive with, with knowledge and to share. And so so at this point in time, I will, uh, I guess, hand over the, the reins to uncle. And if he wants to, uh, to speak to those issues uh, about the current state of affairs with um, the COVID environment, uh, ask him to do so. And we'll just have a simple conversation. We will try and address any questions, comments that, uh, that we can for this next hour or so. Oh, no, Joshka. Oh, me talking to Pidaya Hippie, now virtual 
experience omnicia hecha. Now, Usia ke naha exchewi chasha mialo. Ho hecha jemital wan mishage. Doba imachiate. Ushimalo umachia naha agnadukta. Ah, mitaki epi ambe tukile michante tawa glake naha na pechuza pelo. Ushimalo makia naha ke agnadukta. All my relatives, uh, again, welcome to um, something that we're trying to help us all understand the importance of uh, what we're currently going through. And what I'm speaking to is this uh, virtual experience of uh, sharing uh, a lot of uh, good things that, that will help us to maintain a sense of um, uh, collectiveness, collaborativeness, uh, 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 cooperation, all those good things uh, to under this uh, experience of uh, virtual uh, informational technology sort of a thing and uh, so uh, th this this new way of, of um, sharing on this Dagushkanshka Blaska to me what I when I say Dagushkanshka Blaska all this stuff moving that's flat <laughs> I'm, I'm referring to kind of like a TV sort of an aspect in, in, in my language although we don't uh, have a word for TV because one was not existence. We utilize those type of things in a descriptive way to um, really uh, help people understand that uh, uh, we're, our ability to exercise our resiliency is truly amazing for those of us that uh, uh, live this way. And Dako Lako Nachon Wicho Kalila Washtelo, now Washtelake. That, that way of life is really good and it really makes me feel good to, to help us all understand that uh, through this ability to adapt, to adjust uh, as First Nations people. And when I say First Nations people, I'm kind of going in the direction that um, we are indigenous. We believe that we are indigenous to this Turtle Island, this North American continent. And based on scientific study and all that good stuff, um, you can go and you can pursue that. Uh, I didn't have no scientists tell me that. I didn't have nobody uh, write a theory or anything like that. It's all based on my understanding of the teachings. My teachers were old Indian people, women that I hold dear to my hearts and old Indian men that I hold dear to my hearts that shared these different philosophical understandings with me. They didn't have no scientists. They didn't have nobody. But through our ability to understand the importance of our oral way of sharing in an abstract manner, and that's experiential teaching, um, these stories have been passed down since the beginning of time. And uh, we all, in our own way, uh, have our own unique um, stories of origin. We all have these things that help us understand some of the plight that we've been through that currently or contemporarily they refer to as historical trauma. Uh, a lot of things that come out of that is like uh, internalized oppression, some of the classic, um, uh, I guess, uh, characteristics of internalized oppression we all experience at one time or another is lateral violence. Crabs in a barrel, kind of a sort of an attitude. But the reason I bring that up is we 
need to, in a good way, understand that um, we adapted, we adjusted through this negativity of individualism. And we understood the importance of individuality in looking at life in such a manner that is, is understanding that critical thinking is important. God give us each a mind, this, this spiritual energy that we refer to as Wahakanka, give us this, shared this mind with us so that we can understand the importance of that individuality. With the understanding going along with that is that the importance of Wamakashka. Wamakashka as a Lakota and Dakota to me is interpreted as all of this spiritual energy's creation. So in that prospect, uh, we're afforded this, this philosophical understanding as we pursue life, the importance of that individuality. And so we go forward and we look at and try to find out what our purpose and our dedication in life is. And as men and as women, we understand the difference. We understand the incorporation of uh, uh, different societies, different clans, different um, tribes. And, and from that, it was shared with me, and I'll put these in my own words, uh, the diversity and the uniqueness of our cultural value system should become an enhancement and an enrichment for the sake of the growth of our children. And of course, the diversity is representative of all tribes, so we're not pan-Indianizing anybody. At the same time, understanding the uniqueness is based on our language, our ceremony, our families, our clanship, our societies. They're all different. So we're not here to approach life in a kind of a pan-Indianismed sort of attitude, but understanding the importance of that uniqueness, identifying with that. Instead of looking away from yourself and blaming others for your circumstance, you look inwardly and you accept that responsibility for being a human. And so, you know, the, the philosophical belief, and, and people have, have shared that with me throughout my travels, is that uh, uh, they've never been afforded an opportunity to, to uh, understand us First Nations people, us indigenous people, how we pursued these things. As a matter of fact, there was a, a manner in which we refer to as boarding school era, where all of these things were taken away from us, ripped away from us. Children were ripped away from the families, uh, indoctrinated into a, a, a way of life that was totally alien to any standard that they've experienced before. And when I say that, I'm not blaming anybody. I'm accepting the, 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 the reality of how we've been treated. And what that represents in that, that, that boarding school era is, is uh, what they refer to as historical trauma. You know, uh, in a good way, as we do these things, we understand the importance of our basis and our foundation for our decision-making process is a very moral concept just on understanding we're spiritual. We're open-minded. We understand we have our own mind. And as we do these things, we have various ceremonies, various ways of approaching this humility that is needed to understand that uh, 
Yes, we're just a part of this Changleshka, the circle of life. So as we do that, and we understand the importance of this humility. Again, when I introduced myself, I shared with all of you that uh, my, my Assiniboine name is Igroquois, but they also refer to me as four. Both of those were are given names that I relate, that I can relate to as being a human being, as being a Dakota, as being a Lakota, being a Nakona. And as we do these things, we understand that our teachers have always expressed to us, we don't go and brag on ourselves about who and what we are, but we humble ourselves. And so at this time, through that teaching, through that philosophical understanding, how we humble ourselves, what I shared with you, my relatives, is I'm wishing to express myself using my voice, uh, although my I don't have a good voice, using that to go to the Creator in a very uh, spiritually filled way uh, through a song. It's not a prayer song. It's it's, it's a spiritually energized way in which we humble ourselves to all of these good things that we know we're going to return to at some point in time. And I call that that spiritual energy. So if you'll bear with me, there's a song that I'll sing. I'll translate it be, before. And, and a lot of people refer to it as a prayer song. I choose to refer to it as with all the spiritual energy, I'm going to sing to you this song. But the, it, it, it says, um, everybody pray now. Everybody pray now. Our children are trying, but they're having a very hard time. Remember them. Everybody pray now. And so in that way, we can always understand the importance of looking inwardly and taking responsibility for who and what we are so that we can therefore, there, therefore clarify why we are. And usually it's a very humbling experience that why we are here is to understand the importance of those that are defending, depending on us mostly, and that's the children. So with that, I'm going to, I'm going to share this song with you and you probably have heard it somewhere, but it's, it's a, what you would refer to as a prayer song, what I refer to as Wakaya Bioloma. Wushimala Omakya Agnagopta. Ahahe Atukashila Makantaka. Tadeoya Dopa. Unchi Makana Makaina. Nakumitake Piwanagi Makpeakta Yage Ho Chokakta Hyopo. Ni Chope. O Wichakya Pomitake Pinaha Wayazapi Unchi Makaumani. Mitake Pi. Chante yoksi jaumani unchi makar. Okia wo ushi wichalapo. Kixiapo mitakia pinaha. Winukshalapi, wichakshalapi, wakaya japi, hokshilapina, winchinchalapina, koshkapina, we koshkapi, chanku washte unk upi. Okia chawo ushi wichalapo. Ah, to kashila wakantanka, oyate. Oyasi chaku luta aga omani owi chakiapo ushi chalapo. Atukashila wakantanka omakia. 
Hallmark Ello. Nahamakaya be Oloma, a Hiawayente, Omakiana, Ushiake, Kixiapo Mitake be Wakayajate. Wana Wachekiapo Wana Wachekiapo Wana And again, my relatives, as you experience something like this, I'm hoping that as we do these things, you understand this diversity that was expressed to you just now in the manner in which we go to this higher power, this spiritual energy that we refer to as Wakantanta, helps us all understand that just because we're different doesn't necessarily mean we're wrong. We just have this expression of diversity to help all people. And the reason I say that is because Dakota, Nakona, Lakota, they all mean I'm your ally, I'm your friend. In time of need, we will help you. We will feed you. We'll take care of you. That's what that reference is to us. Because again, as we philosophically look at life, we understand the importance of inclusiveness, but understanding that difference that exists there as two-legged. Huhu nupa, huhu dopa, All of these things are involved, you know, dagushkanshkan oyateki. That's what I refer to as the bugs, eh? All the bugs, the dagushkanshka. That's how I interpret that. The khobahu uh, oyateki, the winged, all the winged are out there. The, the four-legged. And again, we understand the importance of ekchea wichasha. Ekchea wichasha is we're all the same. I'm just a common man. I'm not above. You know, we don't have um, dominion over the animal. We don't have dominion over anything because that attitude is such that we, under this philosophical understanding that was shared with me by the old people that uh, conveyed these things to me in wishing that I would utilize them to share with all of you in a good way is that uh, we're just common people. We're no better. We're no less than anybody. And, you know, I think it's important that as we continue to pursue this attitude, this uh, ideological paradigm shift for all of you intellectuals that would like to kind of understand the importance of uh, philosophically maybe uh, including that into our thought process, into our critical thought as it relates to 
looking inwardly and being that individual with a purpose and a dedication that was intended even before you came here. Because we believe that we came from Wachataka. We believe that we'll return to Wachataka. And so in reference to that, that's why when we speak our language, there's no word for goodbye. It's like, I shall see you again. And in that, spiritually, it means I shall see you when I head south, when I'm done here uh, fulfilling my obligation, my commitment to whatever that may be. Understanding philosophically that that epitome of redemption is just that. Whatever I didn't learn while I was on this earth as a human being, as I make my trek to go be inevitably in that powwow in the sky, <laughs> or what our non-Indian relatives um, re would refer to as heaven, then that epitome of redemption will help us understand the importance of uh, inevitably being next to what they call God, what we refer to as a, that spiritual energy, what some people refer to as Buddha, or whatever the case may be, uh, that higher power is there to afford us an opportunity to understand as individuals, we are all created by this entity that's there. So in a philosophical way, we understand that each and every one of us have a purpose and a dedication. And as we learn these things, we understand the importance of pursuing that as well as we know how. In our language, there's a term that is utilized and it means be ready for anything. But in a spiritual sense, it means prepare yourself for this mystery of death. And that term is again, prepare yourself. And you prepare yourself for this mystery of death, not to fear it, not to be afraid of it, but to get ready. And then people ask me, well, how do we get ready for this mystery of death and not be afraid of it? Well, instinctively, as human beings, instinctively, we have this um, need to survive. So we do whatever we can to survive. Remember uh, flight or fright? <laughs> flight or fight? Yeah, it's kind of like that. That's why that's instilled in each and every human being, the ability to be a survival. And as we do these things, it's important that from natural law, that helped us to address the importance of going beyond that fear. Uh, expressing that through our acts of courage on the battlefield in a hunt, not to be afraid, but to understand my purpose if this spiritual energy is looking after me, will come out good for the sake of others. And with that understanding of empathy, compassion, and again, uh, even sometimes sympathy towards our, our less fortunate relatives, then we go forward in a good way and will always be looked after. Wowachida. Wowachida. That means faith. The faith that we have or in this way, the belief and the understanding that we have will always 
take care of us. Uh, white people say you reap what you sow and all that good stuff, but First Nations people, indigenous people, philosophically always have an understanding in their mind that if you look after others before yourself, you'll always be taken care of. And that's that Wawachida that they speak about, our old people I'm speaking to, that have gained an understanding, not a knowledge, but an understanding of the importance of those aspects. And when they say, what that really means is make yourself, my relative, make yourself strong. Not in muscle, not in might, but in character. You develop your character to help you kind of deal with these issues you're contending with, especially ridding yourself of that fear. In the Cinnaboyne uh, tribe, uh, our warriors would go to war and they would stake themselves out, not because they're afraid of death, but because they were doing it for the sake of their loved ones. And during that time when they'd stake themselves out, they would sing songs. They're called Napeshi songs. Those Napeshi songs are songs about their, their, their parents, their loved ones, their children at home. And they have a, a, a certain purpose and a meaning because that's why this warrior would be doing what he's doing. And in that, his sweetheart, his girlfriend, he'd be singing songs about her, songs of love and, and understanding of this relationship that he has. And that's why we, they would sing those songs is to help them overcome that fear because everybody has, has the tendency to be afraid. But warriors develop their character and make themselves strong to overcome at opportunities like that to not be afraid, but to do it for the sake of others. And so they would sing songs like that. And in that, that's our culture. That's who we are as a people. And in that process, we need to understand the importance of coming together and be collaborative. A lot of people will ask, well, Tommy, are you learning us how to be Indians? As if, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know enough about anything to tell anybody anything. So no, I'm not learning you how to be Indians. I'm sharing with you an opportunity to see things from a different perspective, philosophically addressing some of these things because I feel that our young people with the importance of accepting their own ability to be critical thinkers, take the initiative and rethink it sometimes. If you ever notice Indians, they're, they're always quiet. They don't always blurt things out. They don't always say stuff right away. There's a quiet time which they take on because we're taught, and I, and I have a strong belief in genetic memory as well, uh, but we're taught that uh, what we say should be very deliberate and we should mean what we say and say what we mean. So when we speak our language, it's a language of respect. And in that, there's no sarcasm in our language. Make sense? Think about it. And so as we do these things, it's important for us to realize that uh, even in a contemporary time, living in a very fast-paced world, because we all appreciate, you know, not necessarily from a capitalistic perspective, but one of comfort, 
one of making sure that my family has food, housing, vehicle, transportation, all of these things, we got to get out there and hustle. So we live in a world that is contemporarily influenced. We got to hustle. We got to do this, got to do that. We got to get an education. We've got to go out there and, and realize the importance of acquiring that knowledge in specific areas so that we can become professionals at whatever we choose to do. That's the importance of why I'm involved in what we would call, in this case, I believe it's a society in, in respect to Fort Peck Community College and how they refer to themselves as buffalo chasers. In Nakoda, they would say that, eh? Tatanka Kua. <laughs> you see and so in that process we realize that um, the diversity that is there we also acknowledge the uniqueness of being a part of a society such as uh fort peck community college's buffalo chasers eh? and so in that you identify with that you can relate to that you can belong to that and it has nothing to do with are you Indian? Are you white? Has everything to do with this cohesiveness and the importance of respecting that society that you've accepted and you now belong to. And taking on these values and that representation, not only of yourself, but of your family, of your tribe, and all indigenous people all over the world, you realize the importance of the support you'll receive from a society such as the Buffalo Chasers. Make sense, my boy? Oh, oh. you know, when uh, I'm listening to you talk, you know, it's like uh, you talked about the, the, the sacred hoop, you know, Chahadeshka, oh. and, and how that applies to, to our students, our community, our college, you know, because they're not necessarily, you know, not for you, but like for the students that people might have a sense of apprehension about, you know, infusing higher education, their, their cultural beliefs. They may not be able to marry, but, you know, I would challenge that because I think we can apply concepts, um, our, our traditional concepts of, of Chahadeshka, oh. you know, the, the calling, you know, the welcoming, the healing that we're doing through stuff like this, through the student's journey here, and then the releasing when they go back out, when they're done with their formative time here, they That's can go true. out and they, they build our community, you know, through that society. Those are like traditional uh, logic models that I think that we can apply and, and, and it's relative to their experience here. And so, and also when I'm listening to you talk, you know, for, for our students that might be listening, you know, it's, there's a, a place for everybody at the table here, you know, and so he, he uh, you know, has a lot of, you know, experience and when he's, he has different powwows and whatnot. It doesn't matter what, what tribe you necessarily belong to. If you're within our institution, you live in our community, you know, you're welcome to participate in this podcast, be a part of it. And I think uh, what you'll find is that it'll, it'll, it'll change your life. You know, one of our, uh, our, our chairman of our board, he, he always says FPC stands for, for people choosing change. Okay. But what are we changing to? Ha oh, oh, you know, the Buffalo chasers, you know, so. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate everything that you just shared with this diction. Oh, that's it. You know, in, in, in that process, you know, the, it's so inclusive. And we don't go out and, and run to the front. We don't boisterously 
try to convince somebody of uh, doing it my way or the highway. We don't do that. We sit back and, you know, as a result of that, we've been kind of stigmatized, like, uh, let's take the word stoic. Indians are stoic, implying or inferring that uh, we're lazy, no account, we just sit there and we're stupid and we're dumb. You know, but in reality, remember I spoke about we appreciate that silence before we speak. The stoic is actually representative of no fear. Apply it like that. Mm. Reapply it. Redefine it like that. It's no fear. Some people get excited and they do this and do that. And, oh, what are we going to do here? Da, 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 da. And, and Indians just sit there and, well, we'll fix it. you know and and, but there's no need to get all dramatic about it or not act like melodramatic and getting involved and the indians just sit there and just observe they watch well we can try it like this and do it and but yet they act like we're we're lazy or we don't know well we we know but nobody asked us you ask me i'll share with you my perspective and if you can respect that perspective, then try it and it'll work. That's how old people have graciously taught me. Hey, is that cool or what? The graciousness of our teaching process based on abstract learning, experiential teaching, is how I was taught. And in that, there, there's not a, uh, I was so, I'm so honored to have been taught by older folks that weren't influenced by uh, a more industrialized attitude, if you will, for sake of a, for lack of a better word. Because again, my father, my adopted father, Matopewakan, that means sacred bear mane in our language. He also carried the name of Max White, Ichichi out there. His white man's name was Max White. He was raised by his grandfather. He wasn't raised by his mother and father who were contaminated in that thought process or that philosophical understanding by a white man's world. He was taught by his grandparents who were free of that. And he he only went to school up to the seventh grade, I think he shared with me, because he had to go back and go to work so he can provide for his home. Eh? And mm-hmm. so a lot of these teachings, and, and that has happened to me more times than not. A lot of the older ladies that I've had an opportunity to, to, to greet as my mother uh, have shared with me in so many good ways to where how they were taught by their grandparents. Eh? Mm. What the influence of, of uh, uh, let's call them a, a white society. Eh? And so the, the ways that I speak is I'm very old school in the manner in which I think and how I talk and, and how I share things. But in a sense, They've always shared with me this. It's hard to be an Indian, but I love my Indian ways. And they always helped me to understand that statement as it was presented. You know, and, and again, it's, it's different. That's that diversity that exists there. We shouldn't run from it. We shouldn't be afraid of it realizing the importance of the uniqueness and then take that and and address it 
respectfully from your, from your own perspective, understanding that the importance of critical thought, understanding the importance of your own perspective as it relates to your self-respect, your self-esteem, that dignity and honor in which you pursue life based on that value system helps you to maintain and sustain the integrity of who we are as a people. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just different. Does that make sense, Toshka? How do you feel oh, about that? Oh, you know, it, it really does. You know, in, in previous conversations, you know, leading up to the, this podcast launch, and we were like, you know, how can we, we integrate, you know, more of our, of our culture within our student body, you know, and had a lot of good, healthy discussions about that. And one of the things that I thought was really cool when I was listening to you was, you know, you touched on a, a little bit earlier was experiential learning, you know, and, and part of the is uh, this podcast, hopefully for, through these conversations and future guests that we bring on um, to kind of add to this experience that we're trying to build is using this virtual format, obviously, but um, there's some of those, uh, what would you call it, dogma uh, associated with recording certain things, certain knowledge. But, you know, I appreciate what you were sharing earlier in the sense that you were talking about how now is the time we have to do that. And, there, and you know, whatever it is, there's no, um, nothing bad will happen to us as a result of sharing and recording any of this knowledge. That, that's... Um, Christian dogma, whatever you want to call it, right? Superstition. Superstition. Yeah. So I think the cool thing about here is that we're kind of pushing over some of those barriers and we're having conversations to where I think right now, a lot of people are there, they're isolating, you know, pandemic, even before the pandemic hit, you know, everyone was isolating so much to where, especially the younger people with their phones and whatnot, right? Social media. But you had a, a good idea and you're, we, let's go to them. Yeah. Let's yeah. bring it through. That's what this kind of uh, sparked this whole, uh, this idea of Buffalo Chaser podcast. Yeah. So. You know, it, and, and that's important to understand that, you know, when I was working with kids way back in uh, a few years ago and was a BIA social worker, but uh, I used to call it the 501 syndrome. The 501 syndrome, when I would say that was, at that time, all the young kids were 501s. You, you don't even know what 501s are, do you? Oh, no, those are jeans. They were, they were Levi's. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Everybody wore Levi's. All the, all the young kids wore Levi's, 501 Levi's. They were the thing then, eh? And they were catching heck, oh, you're a gangster, you're this because you wear your Levi's too low. We used to be hanging, you know, sagging way back in the day. <laughs> and then we catch heck for it. But that was way back geez, 60 years ago. <laughs> but uh, in that process, to understand and to look at that, our young people get stigmatized based on their fact that um, now they're, they're approaching life in a different way. Back then, in those days I was talking about before, 60 years ago, our worldview, my worldview at that time was right down here at the Poplar Creek. They had, they had a rope off a tree. That's where I learned to swim. I was out there and they shot me with a BB gun and I had to go into the water and I swim or sink or swim sort of a thing. And I knew how. I knew how to swim naturally. And so I just dog paddling that. I just go and I keep my head above water. But that that's that that was my worldview. 
just right here where I grew up, just right across the street from where I currently live. And and we we just go we go sledding down that hill there. We'd go swimming down there. That was my worldview. But again, we need to, as older folks, respect the worldview of our people now, our young people now. At a press of a button, their worldview is just that. Makasik omni. The whole universe at a press of a button. Whereas ours used to be just so close, you know, down down by the, the, the backwaters in Wolf Point or, you know, the mud fights, where'd that make the best mud balls and stuff like that? That's what we were thinking of because we wanted to get in a, a mud ball fight and how could we throw these things? We get a willow and stick that mud ball in the back and then throw it like that and boom, that sucker would really go. That was our worldview. That's all we were concerned about. Now our young people are getting involved. They're enhancing their, their ability to think way beyond what we ever thought of. But you know, Toshka, everybody talks about the technology of today. But I have heard stories of origin to where there were people that were far technologically beyond even what we are today. And the reason I say that, you ever hear about the Mayans, the Aztecs? Mm. Oh. Where'd they go? Where'd they go? And, you know, and we have stories within our own uh, understanding of natural law that uh, these people, they were so technologically advanced and understood the importance of uh, uh, math and all that good stuff and whatever they had. They built pyramids. They, they, they had the, the stars all mapped out. They, they, that's technology right there. How did they do it? They're simple. They're, they're savages. God, they don't know nothing. How'd they get this far? They even went to the point to where they realized how to cross this dimension. Yeah. <laughs> Food for thought. Oh. You know, it, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's a story. It's not a myth. Go and find out where the Mayans are. You won't find them. They're in a different dimension. They figured out how to go there. And mathematically, if you apply that, how they bend energy, you can, you can bend time. But anyway, the getting back on track and what we're doing here, you know, people always try to help us understand. Uh, people always want us to understand that um, we're, we're subservient to a dominant society. Not me. You may be. I'm not. And that's why I even don't even like using the word dominant society because then it implies that we're controlled. I'm not controlled. I'm sorry. But according to their standards, maybe I'm controlled, but not according to mine. In the respects that what we need to realize is be a critical thinker. Be intuitive in your understanding of how you see things, affording your perspective the right of owning that. That's what we're doing here with this podcast. That's what we're doing here, trying to convey an option, not learning people how to be Indians. We're sharing with them an opportunity to expand their minds. Look at the peripherals. Look beyond just the focus and right in front of you. And yes, you do have to focus on uh, a, a lineal process in which you've accepted by introducing yourself into the Fort Peck Community College 
That's acquiring knowledge so you can become at some point in the future a professional and earn your way. That's important to us as well. But that's that diversity that exists out there. But realizing the importance of that uniqueness, who and what we are. And that's where we're not looking away and blaming, but we're looking inwardly and accepting that responsibility of our purpose and our dedication. And mm. through that, as young people, we learn that. And as we grow, we have an opportunity to be comfortable in such acquisition of great understanding. And then we get confident enough to do what we're doing today, Toshka, sharing it. Oh, so, wow. You see? And so in a very humble way, these things, ridding ourselves of all the superstition. At one point in time, there, there's, a, there's a tribe in, in um, Canada. They call them uh, Nakaway. They're, 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 they come from the Yellowquill area. And they do everything, all their stuff, naturally. And it's just amazing to watch. Whenever they have sweat lodge, they get their, their own stuff. They build their sweat right there. They get their own coverings, all natural. They get their rocks with, with pieces of wood. And I said, man, this is so cool. How come they're not using pitchforks? How come they're not using... All the stuff is all natural. And when they're done, they put it all back. You'll never know they had a ceremony there. And so I asked my dad about that. I said, but dad, I said, uh, I know these guys. They're really superstitious, man. Anything, they're scared of everything. He said, my son, he said, the ones that are sitting in the middle, Chokata Iotaka Hecha, Na Wowichaki Obomani. I said, oh. He said, the superstition was implemented into our value system to protect the center. He said, all the looky loos, all the ones that are just uh, nosy, if you will, are watching and seeing how things are done. He said, they're the ones that need to be need to stay out because their, their commitment or their purpose is not sincere. He said, but the ones sitting in the center, they're the ones walking with the truth. They know the truth. So that superstition was in, in, influencing our cultural value system to protect it. Mm. I said, oh, oh, that's why. So. And then, as life went faster and faster, people, remember that? It's hard to be an Indian, but I love my Indian ways. Again, a lot of people utilized that superstition to get away from what was very hard for them to do, to live like. And when we say hard to live like, is expressing, exercising each and every day those virtues, compassion, empathy, caring, sharing, loving, generosity, all those things. That's a very hard way to live. And we need, and we as First Nations people, we believe in order to make ourselves stronger, we need to exercise those each and every day. That's why they say it's hard to be an Indian. Mm -hmm. Make sense, oh, oh, oh. You know, you know, when I was listening to you in previous conversations, uh, one of the, the, the cool things that I think is a concept um, we've always, in, you know, within the Ocheti Shakoi, all of the traditional knowledge is land-based education, right? Now it's a, it's a term, but like, you know, back in the day, that's all we had was land-based, right? And so that's one thing that we're going to be 
doing here, you know, for, for the listeners, um, students, community members, if you're uh, trying to figure out what you want to do, should I go to Fort Peck? Well, this is the cool stuff that you can be a part of. There's no fee to, to come to, to be part of these ceremonies and whatnot, except for your time. And so like when I was talking to Dekshi Mamnishake uh, was that um, when things uh, cool off a little bit with the, the pandemic, we're going to be um, doing some real cool things like taking some students to some sweat lodges, Inipi, Inibi, you know, uh, Dekshi has uh, some contacts here and uh, this side of Thule and then yeah. other side by Wolf Point. So whatever your flavor is, and you can go to both, right? You know, you can participate. It doesn't mean you got to go in the sweat lodge unless you, you want to, you know, but it's, it's just, it's just going there and it, it's self-paced, you know, there's uh, the red road, whatever you want to call it it's self-paced based on your own participation and so there's not uh just because you follow uh myself or uncle tommy here to a sweat lodge doesn't mean you're going to be having to uh sun dance and everything you know it's just uh it's yeah. what you want it to be you know and so yeah. that's a cool open invite and uh, uh we'll see what what unfolds later on in the coming months so how oh, thank you too and again, as you do these things, we understand that you know, life is very hard, but at the same time, it's not something that we can't get over if we humble ourselves in a good way. Like I said, the, uh, the, our non-Indian relatives call it, you reap what you sow. <laughs> and, and then they, they try to compare us to what they say, but it doesn't apply. We have our own understandings of, uh, of this way of life and the tough times we go through. We believe when we're having a tough time, it's just making us stronger. When, when we go through these humanistic um, behaviorisms, uh, be they antisocial or whatever, we still are going to do what is good for the sake of the greater good in which they say. You do what you can for the sake of the greater good. You know, uh, for so long we've been patronized. Like uh, you'll you'll hear that from many of our old people, and um, and you won't hear it unless you ask them. You got that's the thing is you got to ask them, because they won't blurt out and be boisterous about this, that, or the other. And I know this, I know that. You won't never hear them say that. But if you ask them, well, grandma, grandpa, uncle, auntie, what 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 do you think about this? Well, I've been waiting for you to ask me that, but I'll share it with you. And again, it becomes a shared experience from the perspective of the, of the individual that you are speaking to. It's not, we're not all like that. We have to understand the history of that individual. We have to understand his family, his parents, his grandparents, and, and of course, the manner in which he or she chose to walk their way of life. And in that we understand the importance of respect. Hey, eh? oh, yeah, oh, to oh. And in that, we realize the importance of what it is that they're really wishing to share with us is again the representation of that diversity. But at the same time, not not being somebody they're not, but the uniqueness of their own individuality. And like I'm, I'm glad what you said about. If they choose to take on some of this land-based uh, educational opportunities by just part, just being around a sweat lodge, 
and I could I have an opportunity and through Dylan and Mike that they're more than happy to do these things for others. They feel that's their purpose. And we don't feel blessed. We don't feel chosen. We don't feel holier than thou because we have this opportunity. We recognize from the inside out, we've been afforded through our life since we we're put on this earth. We had a purpose and a dedication. Those two individuals I mentioned, they were taught how to become what they are now as a result of Wahatamka, the spiritual energy. Does that make sense, Toshka? Oh, oh, oh. And in that process, the hardships of our life, you know, <clears throat> speaking to, and I know it's getting late here, so I'll kind of wrap it up if you don't mind, Toshka. Oh, oh, but yeah. if you've got all these other weeks, we can continue to pursue this, this uh, philosophical understanding is, you know, currently, the reason we're doing it like this is, is uh, because, again, we're not disrespecting or we're not patronizing our cultural value system based on superstition. Can't take pictures. You can't do this. You can't. Man, you know, people need to understand the history of statements like that. The reason our old people would tell us, don't record this song. Don't take pictures. Uh, it's not right to do this now. Because what they were respecting was not a spiritual aspect, but a more human aspect as it relates to experiential teaching. Make sense? Mm. So as opposed to recording it, they would rather have you experience of your own accord. And then you can, from your own perspective, they respected you on your own way that you see things. Okay? And mm. so from that, so we need to get over that. We need to, people will, will, will be quick to judge and they'll say, oh, they shouldn't be doing this. They shouldn't be doing that. My grandma didn't do it. My grandpa didn't do it like that. Well, it's to give them a basic fundamental understanding as to why they didn't do it like that. Because they were respecting the abstract experiential teaching of their way of life and how they were taught. But now in this fast-paced world, we as resilient people need to make those adaptations and those adjustments in respect to respecting that fast-paced life, but at the same time realizing the transition that needed to take place in a more traditional aspect. Does that make sense? Oh, 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 it does. Yeah. And so in that process, you know, initially I was speaking about this fear of death and going beyond that. Okay? It's an acceptance of the way we believe our faith. And in that, understanding the importance of I shall see you again. And in that, we've currently had many, many deaths. Myself, I experienced my son and my, my, my sister going in uh, a year and a half ago on the same day. I just recently had to, uh, going through a mourning process of losing one of my older sisters. And in that, how do we address that? How do we get over ourselves and deal with that? Because I know there's a lot of people, they lost their dads, they lost their moms, they lost their sisters. I was just in the store talking to one of my good friends. He just lost his sister here last, yesterday mm. and, and to, through COVID. How do we overcome that? And, you know, if we look inwardly, what's in our heart, and we understand the, the concept of Doksha Kewa Chikinse, I shall see you again. 
based on your wowachida, yours, not mine, yours, your belief, and you're realizing that this epitome of redemption, we shall see them again in what our non-Indian relatives refer to as heaven, what we call makhfiakta. Uh, we went to the, the clouds or to the sky. ekta uh, manikte. You know, I'm going to go south because we believe we all go to the south. We need to look inwardly, although we have this morning. It's hard, it's tough. But in our belief system, in our philosophical understanding, we know we shall see them again. Okay? Mm. So with that in our mind, we understand the importance of wochekia. Wochekia. Again, you cry uh, for, for an understanding that you're human. That's why we're human, because we have these emotions that we need to express. You need to vent. We need to get it out of us. And, but keep it in perspective. That's your personal relationship you now have with that spiritual aspect that we strongly believe in. That's why we feed our relatives. That's why we, we give them water. We, when we're sweating, we talk with them. We don't talk to them. They come amongst us. That's our reality. It's not wrong. It's just different because we maintain that connection through our women. Oh, man. And so when we go through all of these things, when we feel a sad heart, we're supposed to. We miss our beloved. We miss them dearly. But at the same time, let's understand the importance of our children. We, we need to help them be able to let it out. So never be afraid to cry. Don't let nobody say, oh, you can't cry. You hold them back. That's a superstition. You ain't holding nothing back. Spirituality and humanness are totally two different things. A lot of the stuff that we deal with, my dad shared with me, he said, my son, when somebody comes to you and they ask you to interpret a dream for them, he said, you need to understand Nothing humanistic applies in the spiritual world. You have to understand what is it that they're doing, but it doesn't, doesn't apply to being cold, hot, hungry, uh, wanting money, wanting women, wanting cars. That nothing human applies to your spiritual aspect, your spiritual involvement. And he said, keep that in mind. I said, how hate you to it, though, I say. Oh, popular. And, and so I thanked him for that. But we need to understand that as well. And that's what we're wishing to accomplish through this basic fundamental understanding. But the choice is yours. This way of life is a very beautiful way of life. And again, we're not here to hurt anybody or take anything. Uh, we want to share with you in a good way. We want, we want you to kind of establish yourself as a strong individual, be able to go beyond that fear of death. With that understanding, we shall see them again. But at the same time, never be afraid to feel what's in your heart, that missing, that loss, that bereavement of, of a lost loved one. Because again, you have established some good memories in your own mind of those folks. And they were there to um, help you continue to go on and strengthen yourself. 
and then it teaches you how to become stronger to contend with and deal with while we live here pursuing your purpose and your dedication so with that my relatives i want to thank you for spending this time with us and i know that uh, toshka in his uh, leadership is going to archive this he's going to make sure that uh, if word gets out that this is something that will benefit those that are having a tough time uh, those that are walking with a mournful heart uh, we can respect that because we believe if you just lost somebody in your life we believe they're they're filled with the spiritual energy even to the point to where we have to go do stuff for them maybe you want to go visit them and as you visit them do their dishes mop their floor maybe sweep their floor because their mind is not with us. It's in that spiritual realm because they want to connect with their, their relation that they're missing. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Oh, and so that's why we would do those things. We cook them a meal. We leave them food. We do these things because, again, when you're in times of need, as a Dakota, Lakota, Nakona, that's the way I do things. That's the way I'm taught. And so... In that experience of generosity, not only of material, but of our time and whatnot, I, I can't say enough about how I'm looking forward to continuing to help people understand our, our connectedness as human beings, as, as people that we refer to as Ekchewi Chasha. And I remember this one old man, he said, and They asked him, what did he say? He said, you're Indians first and I'm an Indian first. And the white guy sitting next to me said, I'm not an Indian. I said, no, but what he really intended to say is, you're human beings first, and I'm a human being first. And that's for us to come to that understanding. And I feel that we'll be able to better respect one another in a good way, uh, in an informal way, if you will, for lack of a better word, but naturally just appreciate that diversity but at the same time understand the uniqueness that evolves here, especially on the Fort Peck community, at the Fort Peck Community College with all these different races and whatnot involved in, in who and what we are as first people. We can do these things in a good way and as human beings. So I just wanted to share that, but Toshka, Wopila, but at the same time, what I said is, I'm just a common man. I don't know. I don't know nothing. But at the same time, I'm wishing to share that in a good way, and hopefully, we get some comments. We get some understanding. Uh, people have questions. Now, this would be the time to to kind of get those things answered. Go beyond the superstition. You know, this higher power, this wakantanta. Uh, it's a good thing. It's, it doesn't dwell in the negativity. Um, we have no concept of hell. Uh, this epitome of redemption is just that. It's mm. all forgiving. And so now that's our philosophical understanding of these things. So we don't fear that. We don't, uh, it doesn't motivate us to be good. We're already good just by being uh, indigenous to this land. That's in our blood. That's a part of that, uh, uh, what you would call, uh, uh, what I, re- what I, referred to as genetic memory that's that's the way i feel so oh man i just want to keep going and keep going but oh it's all good, it's all good. Go get your kids and whatnot yeah. but uh 
I'll end it there and I just want to say Wopila Chichia Puru, how Mitakia Oati. You know, as I'm listening to Adekshi uh, on Bishake, was, uh, you know, I, I too am a, a student of the language. When I, when I listen, I appreciate all the, the cultural knowledge that he shares and utilizing the language, uh, the different dialects that we have here within Fort Peck. It's, it's awesome to be a part of that, to listen. Uh, and one of the words that I, I've learned was uh, um, from what I was told, what that means, like uh, we all affect one another for better, for worse. And so, Hopefully this podca- podcast helps you to, uh, in a good way because uh, wherever we go, we, we want to have a good relationship with people. And, and uh, Uncle talks about these different things, and it's really character development. He's utilized that, that term a lot with me. And, and I hopefully through this podcast, you know, I, I grow as a person, and then all of you that can be a part of this, we can all grow and, and heal together at the same time. So, Wopida, uh, Chichie, Uncle, we will conclude this podcast. Like we said, we will archive this. We'll probably put it on YouTube. I'll share it with everybody. Uh, student emails, employee emails will be on Facebook. So stay tuned. We will have a, a weekly time slot uh, scheduled very shortly, and we will get the word out. So thank you for participating. Hanana uh, pekte, yokshta kewachi kapikte.